Greetings to you and welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Today's episode is very much a gift to our podcast and to our missionary community. You see, as a father of two teens, both of whom are living a very different year than what they imagined it would be, I am deeply touched by today's interview. My sons had to cope with a fast-changing reality in 2020. Amy and I, as parents, are having to help them cope. We are to help them find new and meaningful projects, objectives, and plans. Our aim is to open their eyes to new opportunities they have with Jesus this year, 2020, the COVID-19 year. This is so very much a reality and a task for parents in many Adventist missionary families this year, perhaps your family. Some of us are far from our kids, having been separated, perhaps even involuntarily. Others, more like us, or perhaps living a very different reality. In today's interview, Dr. Anne Hamill, who is the psychologist serving with the General Conference International Service Employees Support Team, speaks with her granddaughter. Together, Dr. Hamill and her granddaughter, Emma, help us adults as well as teens, understand the feelings and emotions of teenagers in our families. Building from this, Dr. Hamill helps us take away three critical steps to fostering resiliency in our teens today. This interview first appeared on Hope Channel. In our show notes, you'll find a link to the full video episode. If you have a chance to watch this together with your teens, perhaps even as part of your evening worship, we definitely recommend that and want to give you the links you'll need. And now, on to the interview itself. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. We're certainly living in challenging times. The last few months have been particularly challenging. As governments around the world have ordered lockdowns, quarantines, issued uh, stay-at-home orders, we've all been impacted. It's been more difficult for some than others. Many people have been able to make the most of the situation. Lots of people have been able to work from home, and they're learning new and creative ways to do that. Some people have been able to use this time to accomplish things that they didn't have time to do before. But for some people, this has been very challenging. As in my role as a psychologist and as a grandmother, I've observed that social isolation has been especially hard for teenagers and young adults. They're in a stage of life when social relationships is extremely important. This morning, I have my granddaughter, Emma, here with us. Emma is willing to share what the experience has been like for her as a teenager. Emma was a senior at Andrews Academy when the World Health Organization named COVID-19 a pandemic. And three days later, governor of Michigan ordered a uh, shelter-in-place order which closed businesses and schools throughout the state of Michigan. So Emma, as you were in the second semester of your senior year, what were you experiencing then? What was happening at your school? And how were you dealing with all that happened? Share with us. 
Well, I was actually um, a part of a choir and we were going to go to Brazil uh, for our trip. And it was going to be my only international trip that I was going to take with the school. And a lot of people joined choir just for that reason. But it was canceled three days before we were going to leave. And that's when it kind of became real for everybody. And then a few days later, they called an assembly and they told us that they were going to cancel three weeks of school. And that hit everyone really hard. But because we started to think like, it might not just be three weeks, this might be the rest of our year. And I remember going to my last class and hearing the bell ring and thinking like that could be the final bell when everyone is celebrating and hugging each other and running out of the building. But we just walked out. And I remember having this weird feeling like that could be it. You know, all of these memories that you think you're going to create, we might not be able to. You know, your mom and I were talking regularly during this time. We were working on a project together and had a trip to Texas scheduled. But when those plans changed and we had to cancel those tickets, I remember your mom saying, I just hope they don't cancel Emma's graduation. Graduation is so important to Emma and to her friends. Emma, your graduation was important to all of us. Emma's the oldest granddaughter on both sides of her family. We were all looking forward to celebrating this milestone with her. Her mom and dad both graduated from Andrews Academy. In fact, all six of our sons graduated from Andrews Academy. Her grandfather graduated from Andrews Academy, and his four brothers all graduated. So Emma was the first and the third generation in our family to graduate from Andrews Academy. So we were looking forward to this, and it was a disappointment when we learned that there would be no celebration of graduation, that it would all be online. But Emma, our disappointment didn't compare to yours. Can you tell us how you felt when you heard that your graduation would be virtual rather than in person? And how did you cope with your feelings at that time? You know, graduation is something that I think so many people look forward to and something that it's the payoff of, of working so hard and something that's so, you know, guaranteed. And I had family who were going to fly in to come to my graduation. And I know that so many other people did too. And, you know, it's so bittersweet because you look forward to completing this chapter in your life, but to have it cut short was just so unexpected. And, you know, seeing people just through the screen isn't the same. Watching graduation from your couch isn't the same. But, you know, I'm still really thankful that they they created all of these special ways for us to still celebrate, even though we were apart. And it'll still be an experience that I know that I'll never forget. You began to write a song. Tell us about that, when you started and how it came that you were able to share that song on your virtual class night. Yeah, I started writing the song just kind of for myself and a way to process my emotions. Music has always kind of been an outlet for me and kind of therapeutic for me. Um, and so I didn't really think that I was going to show it to anyone, but the special music for our senior class night canceled and they asked if they could use one of my originals. And I told them about this song that I was writing. And so I finished it up really quickly and I sent it to them. And if it weren't for that, I probably wouldn't have shared it. And I'm really glad that I did because I think especially now we feel so alone and isolated and we forget that we're all experiencing this together. Um, and so I just wanted to remind people of that. And I hope that it's it's not just for seniors, it's for all of the people who are all of a, a sudden faced with this unexpected uncertainty and this fear for the future and lack of closure. And so I just hope that more people can resonate with that in that way. I'd like to hear more about the process of uh performing and recording that, but let's hear the song now. The end is finally 
here, but it's not clear where this goes. I know, I understand. It's just not how I planned for it to go. Twelve years went by pretty fast. I didn't realize when it passed, and I, I, I want the chance to say goodbye. I walk the hallways one last time. Didn't know. I didn't know. And we were waiting for the day. Best was yet to come, but we will be together when it's done. Wanna walk across the stage? I wanna hug someone goodbye with everyone I love standing by my side. Photographs, all the things we had and didn't see. It's all just so bizarre. Here we are, so suddenly, and the world out there seems pretty big. I hope it knows I am just a kid and I. I, I'm scared to have to say goodbye. Guess all that's left to do is try to be alright. I'll be alright. And we were waiting for the day and all the things that we would celebrate. They said. The best was yet to come, but we won't be together when it's done. Wanna walk across the stage? Wanna hug someone goodbye with everyone I love standing by my side? 'Cause we all go our separate ways, and I hope I don't forget those days. No, I don't wanna end this way. Oh, I don't wanna end this way. And despite the moments we can't have, I won't forget the ones we had. Oh, I don't wanna end this way. No, I don't wanna end this way. 'Cause we were waiting for the day. And all the things that we would celebrate, they said the best was yet to come. But we won't be together when it's done. Wanna walk across the stage? I wanna hug someone goodbye with everyone I love standing by my side. That was really beautiful, Emma.
Share with us what it was like going back to the Academy and recording that song. You did that just a couple of days before it was presented online to your classmates. What was it like for you? It was so strange being back there. Um, I remember all of the lights were turned off and all of the all of the chairs were up on top of the desks and it was so quiet. And, you know, it was just weird being back there knowing that I would probably never be back there with my entire class ever again. Yeah. And your your classmates really appreciated this song. They could identify with your feelings in it because they shared those feelings. What have you done to share the song with those beyond your own senior class? Well, I posted it on YouTube and I put it on social media and a lot of people have been asking me to put it on Spotify. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll have it on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of the streaming services. But, you know, I'm really new to this. So the response has been so overwhelming and unexpected. And I've just, I've loved reading through all the comments of people talking about their own experiences and how they've dealt with all of this and what their last day of school was like um, before they knew that it was their last day. And I've just, I'm really glad that it's connected with people. Yes, your, your song has really captured what so many people across our nation and across the world have experienced, uh, especially seniors, as they've faced graduation during this time. You know, I checked your YouTube account this morning, and you have close to 100,000 views of your song. And some of the um, comments are very, very meaningful. Let me read just a couple. One said, I just came across your song on Facebook this morning. Thank you for your words, your strength, and your talent. I feel I needed to hear this this morning. I'm typing in tears. I will be sharing this with my graduation class. It's so hard to find the words to describe how all this feels for us. Your song hits close to the heart. Thank you. The second one, thank you for this beautiful song. I felt so alone graduating from high school this year. I was looking forward to celebrating with my friends, but I'm sad that I will never be able to see my teachers or friends to say goodbye. This makes me cry. People have resonated with your song. Um, another person said, this song really hit my heart. It helps me to face the fact that not just me, but thousands, if not more, are missing out on a graduation ceremony and the special events to close the school year. You know, uh, Emma, it's important to be able to channel your emotions in ways that help you process them. And especially when you're able to do something that helps other people process their emotions as well. Since um, the quarantines have been in place, I've had a number of people ask me how to help their children cope with the challenges of social isolation. You know, uh, it's been said that this generation of parents has done the very best job of protecting their children from harm, of providing them with opportunities for growth and um, success in life, but that they've done the poorest job at helping their children deal with crises. Well, the pandemic has certainly provided parents across the world with an opportunity to help their children deal with crises. And I um, give them um, three pieces of advice in helping their children deal with crises. The first is to talk to your children. It's important that they understand what's happening. And I know your parents, Emma, talked to you and your brother, Owen, and explained to you what was happening and the reasons for it. And in your song, you said, I know, I understand. But knowing and understanding doesn't mean that you don't feel sad. 
You go on to explain your sadness. This wasn't what you wanted or what you expected. And I think the second thing is that we need to validate the feelings of our our children, our teens, our young people. We need to validate our own experience. We have a second granddaughter out in Oregon, six months younger than you, and she also graduated from high school. And it was sad for us that we were not able to go there and be with her as she graduated. The best we could do was FaceTime with her as she went into her school and went on stage and received her diploma in an empty auditorium. But that was, at least we could do that. There are many challenges during this time, a sense of loss. We're not able to spend time with family and loved ones the way that we want to. But the third and probably the most important thing is that we need to model and support our kids as they face challenges and help them realize that they can face whatever comes their way with strength and resilience. And in your song, you talked about, I'm going to be okay. And we need for our kids to know that when unexpected things happen, that they are going to be okay and to help them find creative ways to be okay. Your parents did a, a fantastic job of creating a special weekend, graduation weekend with you, even though it was just your parents and your brother and you. Your mom decorated the house just the way she would have if you'd had a big graduation party. She made a special meal. They even arranged a drive-through uh, graduation reception where we were able to come and take a picture with you and to celebrate with you at an appropriate social distance. And that was meaningful to us. Even young children, though, are able to be creative and find ways to deal with things. Five of our kids live near us, eight of our nine grandchildren. And I was one of our sons has four young children, and I was talking to uh, a seven-year-old granddaughter, and we were talking about how disappointing it was that we wouldn't be able to have an Easter egg hunt this year. And little Pearl said, Grandma, I've got a good idea. And she said, you and Grandpa could hide the Easter eggs, and then you could go in the house, and we could come over, and we could find them, and you could watch us through the window. And that's exactly what we did. And I think it's important that even young children can find creative ways to deal with challenging situations. It's clear that her parents had talked to her about what was happening and tried to explain to her as best they could why we were doing what we were doing. We had seven of our family members who were in direct patient care and involved in the hospital on a daily basis. So we were doing everything we could to um, protect ourselves and the community that we were serving from the spread of the virus. And it's important that our kids understand that. And Emma, I would like for you to share with us now what your plans are for the next year. What do you plan to do? How do you plan to make this situation something that you can grow from? Well, in the next year, I'm planning on taking a gap year before college to really pursue music um, and keep writing as much as I can and posting. You know, I didn't always have time with school, but um, the response I've gotten from this song has been a really great way to start my gap year. And I'm just really thankful for everybody who's listened to it and share it. And it just means so much. And I know your parents and certainly your grandparents and your family members want to support you in this. And I think it's important during these times that we all pull together, that we find creative ways to face the challenges that we are facing, because these are difficult times in many, many ways. And 
as a community, particularly a community of faith, we want to support each other and to validate the emotions that we're all experiencing, but to face challenges with resilience and strength. Thank you so much, Emma, for being with us here today and for sharing your beautiful song. That was very meaningful. Special thanks to Dr. Hamill for making this conversation a reality together with Emma. I'd like to invite everyone to subscribe to the IWM podcast, of course, if you haven't done that already. Subscribing is the best way for you to receive our weekly episodes. New episodes will download automatically to your phone or tablet and be ready for you to listen to them when it's most convenient for you. My name is Alex Ott, and on behalf of the Institute of World Mission team, I wish you much strength to face your God-given mission in the coming days. We'll see you next week. <music>